Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma. I'm joined here by my buddy, colleague, friend, pal, chum, whatever else you want to call him, one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian, how's the renovations going there, my friend? <laughs> I was not motivated to do any over the weekend. <laughs> well, very, very little motivation um, coming from all sorts of football life for us, right? Um, my alma mater, Youngstown State, loses in the FCS playoffs. You've got people entering the transfer portal at the you know larger stage with the Ohio State. And then you have whatever the hell the Steelers called their 24 to 10 loss. Of course, they got to give somebody when somebody needs to win the get right game all of a sudden has been with the Steelers and a lot of fingers to blame. Uh, Typically, I'd probably do a little more with this show. I think we're going to him hop about this, but there's going to be very little to look forward to. It kind of meshes together on the short week as they get prepared for the New England Patriots for Thursday Night Football and the old Amazon Prime. So this is an ugly one, and there's a lot of people that are out there. They want to they want to point fingers of blame. I could probably point fingers everywhere on that field. You just go like this on that field, which was what a mess of a game to be at, number one. You didn't miss anything, my friend. Um I feel bad for the person I gave my tickets to. (laughs) At least they're under the roof. Yes, um, It went from, okay, you arrive 1 o'clock kickoff. The sun is beaming, like beaming in the one end zone. I believe that's the northern end zone where I'm sitting. And I'm like ready to, people are taking off layers. And by the time you're done with this sucker and you've been there longer than usual, and this plays on the players too, they're in a routine, you get tired, you get hungry, and I'm feeling that way. And all of a sudden I'm feeling wet and damp and cold and everything. Oh my goodness. And that's not to say it's any excuse for what happened. The fingers of blame go everywhere. And the one place I, I was going to start this off by saying I'm not placing, uh, pointing fingers of blame at Dennis Shane Pickett. But I'm I'm really concerned now because number one, he just had surgery on his ankle. If you hadn't heard, two to four weeks. Some people are thinking, well, maybe he could be back for New Year's Eve against Seattle. That might be optimistic. Do they just shut him down for the season, depending on what happens between now and then? We've seen this team eke out some games. You know, fans are gonna bitch and complain even if they win, just because they didn't win with style points. I don't really care about that. A dub is a dub, right? And we're thinking probably if they can get to 10 wins, that's going to be good enough to get into the postseason. But then what does that look like? You know what I mean? You just had all these changes with offensive coordinator. You had things that were looking positive. The team was running the running the football really well, in which they actually did against the Cardinals team that was about dead last when it came to defense. But the Steelers' defense, which should be the crutch for this team, did not hold up their end of the bargain. So it's, uh, I'm going to get to them. But Kenny Pickett was 7 to 10, 70 yards, laid it all on the line and ends up with already his taped hurt ankle, which he was on injury reports or whatever for before, gets laid out on trying to do his all and score for this team. Now, that's the problem. Now he's out. Now his development's derailed again. We don't have a full season body of work. We have however many times that they've had to go and rely on a backup, in this case, Mitch Trubisky. 
And this continues to happen. I know a lot of people are already like, well, they're going to Omar Khan's a new GM. This isn't the guy he drafted, but he's in the room. He was in the building. He was part of this. So he knew he was, you know, this is the guy that the torch is being passed to. I don't think that they move on. I think it's way too early to discuss any of that. Right. And I know you're not a Kenny Pickett truther. You know, I've been in the middle and I've, has talked my fair share of first round quarterbacks that have been flops, but the one positive at least was he doesn't turn. He had turned the ball over. Looked like things were getting back on pace, accurate with the ball throws being delivered mostly on time, but now you, that all goes away and he's going to have to start from square one again, whether that's at the end of this season or then next, which is going to be even more tumultuous as people are going to be doing their mock drafts. They're going to be talking about whether the Steelers need a quarterback. Now, now there's going to be even more a different type of pressure that's going to come along with that other than having just been a first-round quarterback in the same city that you played college football with the expectations of filling the shoes of a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, here's the, the thing. I, I mean, I've said all along, you know, he's on a rookie deal. He's going to be on a rookie deal. Yes, there is some theory and some truth to we're wasting a lot of our defensive stars prime years if we don't get going with this, but they're not going to just leap off of that train right now. Now, that being said, if we get to next year's draft, let's say that, let's say that Kenny misses four games and doesn't come back and look super sharp. Okay. Um, And we get to next year's draft we're still not going to be drafting high enough to get a top quarterback. If one falls, then you never know, right? I wouldn't, it, like, I, I view Omar Khan's philosophy as whatever we can do to make the team better. If the best person on the board happens to be a good quarterback that they feel good about wherever they're drafting, at this point, it's not going to surprise me if they do that. It's not going to surprise me if they don't, and I don't actually expect them to, and I'm not even advocating that they should. I've been saying all along, you give him the time to develop. Does that mean I think he's going to be the guy? I I just don't know anymore. Um, The whole, even, I mean, you know, it's hard to label and blame somebody for being injured, but he's missing a lot of time. You know, we give we give the Ravens crap because Lamar misses a lot of time. We were saying you gave the you gave a guy who hadn't completed a season 150 gazillion dollars. Well, we're not going to do the no. same. I'm not going to give Kenny the 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 you know free pass and say, oh yeah, you can get hurt all you want. We'll still you're still the guy. You know, availability is the best thing, right? The best yeah. uh, whatever yeah. stupid phrase is. Uh, the best ability is availability. Is availability. Yes, yes. there you go. And so that's exactly where I'm at. Exactly where I'm at. Because all this time, what did I do? I him hawed about Mason Rudolph, not getting a fair shake in this league. And he had gotten derailed, gotten injured with the only opportunity being he come in for an injured Ben Roethlisberger. And incidentally, the only way he's getting another shot is if Mitch Trubisky gets injured, Mike Tomlin having his press conference, Point blank actually sounded a little disappointed in him, even spitting out the words. Did you hear what Tomlin had said? Is somebody had asked him about Mason or Mitch over Mason? He goes, you know, look, like Mason, he doesn't get the reps. He's running the scout team, basically. Uh, so it was almost like kind of like a, 
I wouldn't mind giving it. I, I, I'm reading into this, the tea leaves, but it's like, I wouldn't mind going somewhere else. But this guy just hasn't had the time with the offense to just throw him out there right now. Yep. And he might get thrown out there by default anyways, the way some of these things are going with it, it. I'm not making excuses for Kenny. You were texting me back and forth. I know the offense was flaky at points, but they were statistically dominant through up until almost what? Uh, I got to pull up the game book here. But there was about three, four minutes where there was the 99-yard drive after they failed to score when Kenny gets hurt, and then they go fourth and one. And what I thought, as soon as they lined up in shotgun with Mitch Trubisky and Najee Harris, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm going. I was going crazy. I don't know about you, but I'm like, this is not a high-success play if this is going to be a run at fourth and one, handing off side by side. Najee is not that kind of runner. And if you notice, like he tries to get behind James Daniels, he tries to get where Broderick Jones is, and Mason Cole gets bent around like a pretzel and. Just, There's your problem right yeah. there. Well, is, yeah. Is, is, and we've talked about this repeatedly. The middle of the line being weak causes the whole line to be weak. And Mason Cole has been weak this season. He has not been a strength inside of that offensive line. You know, you, you want to know the point. They were doing fine until they didn't score. That's, that's really everything went off the rails for the, that team when they, when they got stopped. Not only because Kenny's gone, so you have that transition, but and it's deflation, but then the defense just shits the bed and lets them go 99 yards. Let's that team go 99 yards to score at the, you know, to basically end the half. That team, 99 yards. Our defense. Yes, I get it. You're you, you know, you lose yet another linebacker. Um you, you know, you're playing with Guys who you're just like, wh where do they come from? Um, but, you know, at some point, <laughs> man, you know, you, you, you either just go, yeah, we got troubles. Uh, or, or, you know, you figure out ways to, to deal with what you do have. They tried everything they could in the secondary. And it wasn't like, you know, he was lighting them up. Their failures were more in the run than the pass, but it they were fairly consistent. The tight ends were lighting them up, right? That tight oh, yeah. end was lighting them up. And the reason the tight end was lighting them up is because they no longer have a coverage linebacker to cover the tight end, right? Everybody's hurt. So now you're trying to figure out how do I, how do we match up? What do we do? Your whole game plan is screwed, right? Because you, you're missing these pieces. So you're trying to adjust. They did not do a great job of that. I'm not sure they've ever done a great job of adjusting to those kind of things. You know, it it's it's why you know I tweeted that the over under for this week should be five points. If somebody when somebody gets a field goal, they're going to win this game. I, I, it's, it's the way it looks, right? It, I I just don't anticipate this is the Bailey Zappa versus Mitch Trubisky game on Thursday night. Amazon Prime has to be going. Can we have a little of our money back for this piece of crap that you're going to put on our show? They, you yeah. know, I mean, come on. <laughs> They finally had an okay one because what was it like Bears and Panthers like yeah. two three weeks ago? They finally had uh, Cowboys and um, uh, Seahawks, and the Cowboys and Seahawks. It, it actually wasn't it a real. Up. It wasn't well. They broke all these Thursday night records, but it wasn't a real Thursday night game because both those teams had an actual full week of preparation, having played Thursday the week before. So that that's why it was better. And now you go back to this. Yeah, Bailey Zappi, I believe, sacked five or six times yesterday. 
and let me let me throw some of this out brian because the the fingers of blame and everything else so kenny had a 89.6 rating to end the first half kyler murray had a 94.5 he was 9 to 16 for 95 yards and had the td to mcbride if you watch that final drive now right after kenny gets hurt really the turning point of this game he doesn't get in they don't get any points mitch trubisky comes in now it's 99 this is a oh god i'm gonna like throw up in my mouth 15 plays 99 yards, four minutes and 36 seconds for this drive. They got the ball at 451 from their own one yard line. That's gross. And Alandon Roberts was hurt on the second play on second and nine. You had a third and three, third and six, another third hurt. and six. He came back in. He was hurt earlier. Yeah. So he, he was, was trying to trying to trying to push it, you know, trying to play through it. Two more third and fives. They tried to weather this storm. Uh, Mark Robinson does come in some bit, a little bit. They had Trenton Thompson playing up in a linebacker position. He's a safety that was just joined the team like a month ago, in the end of October. And we, you know, he's been playing well, but this isn't the kind of guy you see. He was the tackles were missed. Michael Walker exposed as far as any type of coverage. And not to say that Roberts was Roberts was playing out of his mind. How do you plan as a team? People are going to complain. Mike Tomlin, he just has his winning seasons and blah, blah, blah. And he can't, he can't, uh, he, he, no game plan. This is typical played down to your opponents and everything like that. You lost your quarterback on the offense by half. You lost your quarterback on the defense for the third time this season. They, they literally like, it's like training people for a job. They've coached and trained three different guys to run this defense. And Tomlin goes out there and says communication was a problem. Everybody takes the headline as clickbait. Well, gee, do you think communication is a problem when you got guys like Walker and Thompson who haven't even been on this team very long? How are they supposed to, how's anybody supposed yeah. to communicate? You don't have the guys who are supposed to be wearing the green dot. You lost Holcomb. You lost Alexander. You hope Roberts isn't seriously hurt and could come back out there. Mika, who finally returns, breaks his hand and is put in a cast during the game. Uh, it's preposterous, like just how snake bitten. And that's why I said uh, I got the little like tagline for this. They lose more in the game. Well, they did. They lost Pickett, Isaac Sumalo, probably not looking good on a short week for Thursday either. You might get Montrevious Adams back. Yay! Maybe they can get after can Bailey Zappi. Can he play guard? <laughs> can he play? Yeah, I don't know, man. Can he play center? We've been talking about this how long, and now it has finally been like exposed with a spotlight on it poor mitch you know i'm not if anything i probably the quarterback i've been the hardest on the entire time i've been doing the show and been a steelers fan over i will say the last 20 years but the ben roethlisberger era being the last 20 years because i was hard on guys when i was younger maybe not as understanding maybe more of a casual fan the kent grams of the world or cordell throwing three interceptions but trubisky i have not i've had no love loss for this guy I felt horrible for him uh, in this game. It, what's he going to do? It throws the well, ball in the mud. Here's here's the thing. Could he could he have handled that? Sure, he could have. Is it is it a little bit? It's it's feasible. He had both hands on the ball. He could have handled it. But the point is, he shouldn't be in that position, right? Kenny's been in that position multiple times. Again, this is a quarterback who's not getting reps. And you put him in cold into the game and, and your center snaps the ball into the ground, right? He handled some later in the game. It's not like that was the only one yeah. that, that he, that was there. So it's, is it, 
if you want to be a real jerk, you can blame Mitch for it, right? But it's not fair to blame Mitch for it. I get it. I don't completely, you know, let Mitch go clear because he could have handled it. But it is, it's hard. It's a hard transition to come in as a backup anyway. And now you're, you're dealing with that. The ball's in the dirt. It's, you know, it's been a problem. We've gone from people complaining because Pouncey's snapping the ball high yeah. to a guy who can't snap the ball four inches off the ground, right? So, um, you know, at least at least when it's up in the air. And, and how many times have we seen Kenny do one of these, you know, over there? Okay, it's over there. The snaps have been bad. It's 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 another issue with Cole. Um, you know, plenty of issues with Cole because the blocking has been there. There's been times yeah. where I'm like, he snaps the ball and it blocks air. I'm like, I, I don't understand. Well, you got it. him and him and James Daniels blocking each other on one play. Um, you know, it, it, it's it is the team. Look, I don't think we've at any point said this is an awesome team this year, right? It's a mediocre team at best, right? Their defense should be better than it is right now, but you're missing key components. And again, yesterday was the first game all season where Minka, TJ, and Cam were all in the game at the same time for basically the whole game. And they weren't even in the whole game because TJ gets hurt at some point during the game. Minka, as you said, breaks his hand. So we still don't actually have a game where they've all played the whole game. All right, you, you lose all the other components. But as on offense, this is a subpar team on offense. I don't care about how many weapons they actually do have because they do have weapons in Pickens and, and Deontay and, you know, uh, Fryermuth. They've got weapons, but they are a subpar offensive team. They just are. And whether that's because of Matt Canada in the past, whether it's because they just haven't figured out how to utilize them correctly, whether it's the quarterback. I don't know the answers to those things at this point in time, but there's no reason to think this is a 30-point-a-game team, right? Anybody who thinks they should be, I think, is is smoking some stuff that they need to send my way because I got a knee ache and I could use it. <laughs> oh, Come to Ohio. This is being legalized. Well, it's so. legal in Jersey, too. I'm just too lazy to go to the dispensary. <laughs> well, that's your own problem. You're too lazy. Oh, man. There's so many things to jump around on on this because, you know, we complain enough with, you know, the offensive line. You got Sumalo plays about half the game, too, ends up coming out. Roberts plays half that game. Pickett plays half that game. And then you switch, and that's why the second half looks so much different. Aside from, you know what, the Cardinals, they recognized – Hey, Michael Walker is not going to be able to keep up with Trey McBride, and then we can run. Yeah. Then we can run at these guys too, and even TJ slumping at some point. And I saw some, I saw some neat comments online because, you know, TJ's complaining. It, it, there's a quote I think that came out about. Oh him. yeah, I, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and it's not only him. You're, you're seeing like the tackles in the league just getting away with murder, whether they're jumping uh ahead of the snap or just blatantly just the holding has been. I, I, we've been saying this going back to last year. It's almost like they just don't call it anymore. It's just non-existent as far as a foul. And that's not the reason this team loses this game by any means. If they could at least put a stamp on 99 yards, 15 plays, almost five minutes of game clock before the Cardinals go and receive the ball again to start the second half, which was delayed. Now, here's another thing. This causes injury. Both sides of the field. You've got guys that have been sitting, getting cold, 
muscle wise cold. You've been warmed up. You've been relaxed. Now you got to get back up. Now you got to get your heart rate back up. Now you got to be back up the full speed. And I know both teams got to do this defensively. They just weren't able to get into any type of groove there. Uh, you had the two delays, which were significant, long delays. People, I saw a lot of ignorance. It's lightning. This is every, every freaking sport that plays outdoors. If there's lightning, it's 30 minutes. And then when it strikes within X distance of that stadium or venue, that clock restarts and it's 30 minutes. It restarts at 30 minutes every strike. So if you've gone two minutes and you're waiting 28 and you're like, yeah, we're going to play again in about 28. And I don't think the NFL, I don't think these guys waited. They probably have much more sophisticated technology to figure this out and make a determination if you're allowed to have people. If they're idiots, there were a bunch of guys like would take took their shirts off. They're saying they're down in the front row and they're waving towels. They're going, woo, there's like bolts of lightning. Like, <laughs> like yeah, natural selection's about to catch these guys. So that's what you're trying to avoid. That's why they had people that left the concourse, weren't sitting in the stadium. There were pictures there. Yeah, people eventually did leave. I left included. I've not left a game early in the longest time that I can remember, but there was like a few minutes left, and Deontay decides to celebrate his little touchdown. It's like whoop-de-doo, dude, at this point. That goes up there down with the Lance Moore celebration. Although let I'm, me let me just say something about this. Yeah. If, if everybody is bent out of their mind that Deontay celebrated his touchdown. It's a bad look, and he's had bad looks consistently. But if you're going to be bent about that, be bent about TJ celebrating his stat, his sack when they're two touchdowns down, right? There's, yeah. you know, it, it be comparative, right? Yeah, look, I is the, if it was me, I'd have scored and gone great, whatever. We scored. Whoop de doo. Did you see him though? He was a little half-assed in his celebration though. He kind of like threw the ball up, like whoa, whoop de doo. Did the thing with the guts. It was like, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was kind of like a whatever. <laughs> we were gonna do this and like I, I skip that part too, dude. While you're at it, like <laughs> just don't do it. I agree. Just don't do it. But you know, I feel like they feel compelled, right? Like there's been times where TJ's gotten a sack late in a game that he's losing. Where he'll still do the kick, right? And you're like, but even he's like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna do it. It's almost like I have to do it because it's expected, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's expected for me to do it now. I, you know, the the touchdown celebrations are much so much more orchestrated than a sack celebration that it probably gets more. I just am saying, you know, don't lose your mind over this one. Who cares? He shouldn't have done it, probably. But then again, that none of them should have celebrated a damn thing the whole game. <laughs> yeah, and that includes special teams. So you got, um, I, like I said, I was going back to actually defending Trubisky. He usually plays one good half and usually has like another half where he just ticks off for the game. And we didn't get to see that half. It actually, he wasn't too bad. I liked the play call where they took like the deep shot to Deontay. Just did, didn't get there that's that's the breaks okay it and at times it was pouring at times it was misting and at times there was nothing going on and then the sun just comes out it was bizarro world when it comes to weather so you had that factoring in too. snaps otherwise ball security uh Steelers did not a turnover in this game right they didn't even get they didn't get the ball off of these guys so they, they had two opportunities and yes that's, it, the two fumbles that occurred where they could have changed the trajectory of the game that was when it was clear that shit just wasn't going their way. Aside from Chris Boswell missing a field goal, which he had right, done like all year. And that was after Trubisky actually put a pretty decent pass through a tight window on through a defender's back for Connor Hayward. And he couldn't come down with it. 
Um, I know there's going to be some talk too about Kenny missing Kelvin Austin. Okay, so they sent um, they have Pickens kind of go in the end zone. Austin kind of comes and stops short, and if he freeze frame it, Kenny's already got somebody right on the right yeah, there's side. There's pressure already there. He's already turned away from that side. He, yeah, he's he trying looked, to escape and move. Yeah, he looked. I mean, think about how fast you got to go. And you're talking about some of these guys get rid of the ball in two seconds or whatever. Okay, two seconds. Like one, he's look probably looking at George. Maybe this is where the play is going to go. Looks. Oh shit, I'm in trouble. And then moves up, and all of a sudden he sees space. He's actually got two blockers in front of him. He can just take it and score. He's done this before, you know, abandoning all probably good judgment on the bad ankle. Probably didn't think anything serious was going to come of it. Maybe they were already thinking they were going to head this way. They were going to still play, and now it's to a point of no return. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors like that. And hopefully all of that's been reported properly because there was that investigation with Joe Burrow when he was showing up yeah. with, you know, the brace and everything else. And you're talking about another guy who's been just stick bitten and hurt, but at least he's gotten to the dance and he's put up some numbers here or there with his, you know, fleet of Ferraris at wide receiver. Uh, Pickens continues to amaze me. There was like a really nice throw, a big throw, a big play. You're like, hey, let's go. And then they can't finish right there and you're like come on they got to finish and I, I had that same feeling as I do when teams leave the Steelers in these games when the Steelers aren't producing on offense and Kyler Murray was running for his life they were like oh oh for eight third down or whatever up until that 99 yard drive and then all of a sudden like the wheels just fell off this entire thing I, I just don't know where it exactly fell off but the defense that whole the whole momentum shift there then they go into the locker room and then they eventually they give up that bad snap red zone basically a gift for Arizona and they score and the icing is pretty much on the cake from there they're in the they're in the position of power there as far as the play calling and everything else and the Steelers are trying to scrap together whatever they can with already new offensive coordinator different play caller now you have a change of quarterback and now you got to try and figure out which plays are best suited for Mitch Trubisky this is I mean you know you said can't I'm telling you this is where the wheels fell off right we'll the, and the, your two wheels fall off. The quarterback of your offense falls off because, okay, Kenny gets hurt. Now, you don't get in, you don't score. Landon Roberts is already hurt. He's trying to play through it. He can go two more plays. And, and this is where you just give credit to the Cardinals. They know, hey, all of a sudden, every starting linebacker these guys have is hurt. Let's go after them with our tight ends. And they did, and they could go 99 yards down the field. Give them credit for recognizing where the Steelers' weakness was going to be, but that's the problem. Once Landon Roberts goes out, you're just you're just screwed. The Steelers tried to make adjustments, but they just couldn't. There's you're just hamstrung at that point, um, you know. And I don't I don't know whether you know it's going to be a different group again this week probably because I don't think Landon Roberts is going to play Thursday night. So you probably got Blake Martinez. You probably got Miles Jack, mm -hmm. right? All right. Miles Jack tackled pretty well, but, you know, clearly wasn't the greatest coverage guy last year. I don't know what Blake Martinez is going to look like after basically not playing for a bit. Um, but let's, let's see. At least, again, at least you should have some sense of here's the guys that we have. Blake Martinez has been in the building for, what, a week and a half now? so that he can at least maybe has become attuned to some of the defense. Somebody's going to get a green dot that didn't have one before, and we'll have to see. My my concern 
is not so much that the Steelers are going to give up a ton of points to the Patriots. I, I'm not afraid of Bailey Zappa. I say that, and he'll light us up. It's the same thing I said last he, week. I'm not Bailey afraid Zappi. of Kyler Murray, he's not, and he'll he's not, light us up. He's not Frank. So, it's it's not Frank Zappa's kids. He's well, I, you know, I was going to make that joke. It's maybe I'm not afraid of Frank Zappa's grandkid because he can't be Frank <laughs> Zappa's kid. Frank Zappa's been dead for a while, and uh, you know, I. Weasel. But I'm not afraid of Frank Zappa's dead, you know, grandkid. Um, but either way, <laughs> right? You know. I'm just going to go back and say this. Look, the Steelers are going to stink. They're going to be terrible. They're not going to score any points, and nothing good is going to happen. They're going to get routed 48 to nothing. I'm saying that. No, that's not going to happen either. It's going to be wait, fair. I'm saying that so that that's not what happens. Because every time I say they're going to do this, it's exactly the opposite. So That's the way we felt with the pregame show. It was like, how could they possibly screw this up in every single yeah. way they could? Face masked by Miles Killebrew. Um, oh, my God. The running what? end of the kicker was so weak. The, the, but at least the key special teams guy that you have. You know, interfering with a fair catch. What was he doing? What I, what yeah. are you doing? He knew he did it, and he's like, "What am I doing? What is wrong with me?" It was like there, somebody needed. We need we need like an exorcist to go to the stadium or something. Somebody hexed them in that. Like we need to seek out. Somebody needs to check the the browsing history of the Cardinals, all the Cardinals players and coaches. Find out what, you know, weird witch person they hired to put a hex on the Steelers because so much stuff went wrong. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Yeah. And the penalties, I mean, that does go to coaching uh, somewhere along the line. Illegal formations, not covering the guy on the end of the line. Usually the tackle eligible, which was Chooks for who didn't even report into play. Yeah, they didn't he, have enough guys he, in the huddle at the one oh point. What was that? First, second quarter. Uh, and then again. And that, that caused the Boo Birds to come out, rightfully so. Uh, I mean, what can you expect going forward with this next game? I mean, right now, the Patriots are going to try and take away the best day. Bill Belichick's always going to try and take away your strength. The strength is this team right now has still been running the football. Okay. You've had Najee Harris had 16 for 63. You had Jalen Warren, nine for 59. Cumulatively, they went for a hundred for a buck 30. Another game over a hundred, 130. They're still very high average on the ground. The other guy are going to try and take away. It's either going to be Deontay Johnson. I don't think Bill Belichick fears him. It would have to be George Pickens and can Trubisky throw anything. I mean, he had to make another matrix like uh Neo Morpheus body bending catch that just defies all logic of like, geez, can you feed this guy the ball a little bit more? Uh I mean, Mitch's throws though, for the most part, even the one to the end zone that was the touchdown to Deontay Johnson. I thought the one to Connor Hayward wasn't too shabby. I thought the deep shot was nice to keep the defense honest. But you go against the Patriots. Okay, the Patriots are going to want to run the football, but now Ramon J. Stevenson is hurt in their running back, and he's not going to be able to probably play this Thursday from all intents and purposes from what we're seeing, from all accounts. So now they're down as well. Juju and whatever other wide receivers that they had, I heard the nod that Tomlin gave to Juju. Who's delivering them the ball? I mean, they don't want Mac Jones out there. They're even reluctant to say if Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi was going to be playing. You almost have me saying Bailey Zappa now. <laughs> and, yeah, Bailey Zappa. And uh, they're, they're reluctant to name a starter half the time. The only, the only saving grace of this is that the Steelers have a home game and they don't have to travel. It would probably be even yeah. worse 
case scenario, at least maybe if you could get Miles Jack out there, um, maybe he can operate or run this defense and be, they, they need some leadership, Brian. There's a complete lack of it all the way around. You've got some sour grapes from the guys who have been tenured and should be the leaders. Okay. You've got Najee Harris. He won't talk to the media. Fine. That's his prerogative. Everybody makes Marshawn Lynch a lot of money right now doing ads. Cause the guy was a jerk and wouldn't talk to anybody. Suppose a jerk. That's his prerogative. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say he was in the way he handled it the one time was, but Najee, he made a little jerkish there. He won't talk. Deontay Johnson, some of the things he said, any kind of flare-ups, it's like, yeah, okay, guy, you may have been paid big bucks, but you didn't score a touchdown all of last year. I know people are throwing some shade at different things of that and just, just dumping on Steelers players, but where's the leader? You've got to be more of a leader. I mean, on the defense, you've got TJ, you got Cam, you got Minka when Minka's healthy and out there. Um, but you need some more guys in that locker room. There's no more Marquise Pouncey. There's no more, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, or Heath Miller, and Heinz Ward's long been removed. Guys like that, who is it? Who's stepping up? Who's the guy? And there's never any enough consistency for even Kenny being younger than some of these guys to be, you know, the leader, head and shoulders above all, all in that locker room. They need like a locker. People will say coaching, 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 but you got to have some other stuff starts with the players. It is a team. It is a unit. You need a few alphas in there. I don't know who the alpha is. Who's going to, who's going to just snatch this and just take it. You would think it would have been Najee or Kenny or Pat, or maybe even would Mitch do it? Mitch has been silent mostly, you know? Well, you know, Mitch, I think Mitch is, Mitch got bent a little bit when, you know, Kenny got hurt last time and basically just came out and said, oh yeah, I'm starting after people thought Mitch was going to play. And which I'm fine with, you know, but you know, that, that whole episode where Mitch is supposed to have a press conference, Kenny says, oh, yeah. no, I'm going to play. And Mitch goes, well, screw it then I'm out. I'm not going to do a press conference. I'm not playing. Um, you know, there, there is dysfunction on this team. A lot of it because of the youth of a lot of the players. You're right. The immaturity of a lot of the players. But I think also simply because of the instability of what's been going on between injuries and coaching. I, you know, I am, you know, my love for Coach T, right? I think he's, I think he's a fantastic coach. But some of this absolutely now starts to have to lay at his feet, right? And it, there's a, there was an interesting interview with Joe Schubert that came out, right, where Schubert basically said the coaches on the Steelers are very hands-off because they let the veteran leaders on the team handle things and, you know, and, and make sure people are in the right places, make sure people are coming to the meetings they're supposed to, that, that the coaching staff has basically allocated that stuff um, to veteran leadership. Well, you don't have any veteran leadership on offense anymore, right? So now, you know, you got it. You got to rethink what you're doing and you have to maybe do things that you haven't done in 15 years because you had Ben Roethlisberger and Marquise Pouncey and people like that, making sure that shit didn't get lost, right? By younger players, that people were accountable for what they were doing. And so, there's some of this that is going to have to fall at the feet of the head coach. Um, so I'm not alleviating Mike Tomlin from all blame here, but I'm also not saying everything is Mike Tomlin's fault either. I mean, there is a level of, uh, you know, insanity that has gone on with all these in linebacker injuries. You know, when you've gone through three guys wearing the, the, the green dot, you know, missing Minka, missing Cam, 
Um, you know, the craziness of the coordinator can partially be his fault and partially not. But still, oh, it ain't all on Tomlin and it ain't all on anybody else either. What do you think about that? Because some people are now like, oh, well, see, you couldn't just blame it all on Matt Canada. And it's like, it's well. still Matt Canada's offense. It will be Matt Canada's offense through the rest of this season. There isn't a new offense. These guys didn't come in and go, well, let's throw that damn piece of crap playbook out and we'll bring in a whole new playbook. They didn't have time to institute no, you can't a new offense. That. You can't implement that. How do you get, there's 11 guys on the field at the same time. There's probably anywhere from, let's say, 15 to 18 that get the play in a game. Uh, offensive linemen got to know pretty much what everybody's doing. You got to yep. get them on that page. You got to change everything the running backs are doing. The quarterback, a young quarterback at that. Yeah, uh, you're going to pick and choose. Uh, you're going to start, okay, this play worked well for Kenny. You might install like a couple of new things. That's the most that you're going to do in season anyway. So Mike Sullivan yep. and Eddie Faulkner still have, there's, you know, their work cut out for them. Uh, defensively, though, you're right. Some of this has to lay on. It's either Terrell Austin. I always wonder, like, because, like, one week it's like Terrell Austin. It's like, hats off to you, man. That was a great defensive game. And then there's times where it's like, man, you've got so many studs. Like, what the hell is going on? And it makes me think of, like, who, who all was he with? Cincinnati and Detroit and other bad uh, bad teams that had bad defenses. And sometimes it's like, is that just a byproduct of the talent you had on the field? Is it a byproduct of the situation? Uh, case in point. The Steelers were still, it was still what, uh, 10 to three with, this is after the Trubisky fumble. Okay. There was uh 10, 29 left in the third quarter. Kyler Murray, deep left James Conner, nothing there. Uh, Kyler Murray gets, gets, squeaks out, gets a little run, gets about nine yards. It's third and one. They end up giving up first down to Connor. Okay. So now they're on the Steelers nine yard line and Watt and Highsmith come in. And they sack Kyler Murray for a loss of six. It's second and 15. And somehow James Conner still gets around, gains seven yards, third and eight. And Joey Porter gets tagged for an interference call because he he did slip. He he lost a step and then he went and just grabbed dude. And yeah, he Craig grabbed him. There's no, yeah. There was no, it was a, it was a, you had to do it probably. It was one of those, a, yeah. if you don't do it, it's a touchdown. And you, so you kind of have to do it. I, you know, and Joey's grabby. We know that. Yeah. He's handsy. But that was a, I have no choice. It just looks like it. he he caused enough of a jerk in the player that no matter what. The thing is, what Joey doesn't know is the ball is thrown so high it was never going to be caught. But you don't know that. Yeah, right? yeah. And the guy's getting away from you, so you have to grab because you don't have any other option. Yeah, and 14-3 might have been palatable because the Steelers still come down. And have a pretty decent drive to get down to the 27. This was the one where it didn't make it to uh, Connor Hayward. And they got away a little bit. And you got to let Mitch, they're letting him throw the ball a little bit. And some of these were like just kind of like the rhythm type passes. They were calling plays for him to just kind of little dump off, get warmed up, go through the motions. I didn't have a big problem with it, any of it. Um, he had to strike the Pat Fryermuth on one of these. But I mean, they didn't get any points at all. Even Chris Boswell mi missing the 45 yarder. It was just like, psh. It's, it's, what, they're not meant to, what were their starting positions? Because it, I, you know, I don't feel. I feel like they oh, were always terrible. behind the twenty. Yeah, uh, let me pull that up for you. Good, good, uh, good observation, my friend. Because it was like this the entire game, and it made it even feel like Bresley Harvin wasn't doing his job. And I just went through the game book because I didn't see a lot of this uh, replayed, right? But it really wasn't like he. Most of his punts were like about forty-five yardish. 
But when you have another guy that can kick the ball 65 with a bounce, it's like, why don't the Steelers ever get that bounce? Why don't they have a guy that could do that? Because that is a handicap for the offense and the defense. Uh, the field position game, particularly your defense. So Arizona began, er, let me see, that's, they're 29, 35, 16, 34, they're one. And up until that point was punt, field goal, punt, punt, then the TD, the 25. Steelers 21, that was the touchdown. 35, Steelers 33, the other touchdown, and then the end of the game. The On the other side, the Steelers started on the 24-yard line. Seven play, 65 yards, field goal, okay, to open the game. They uh, lost the coin toss, so they weren't just um, being greedy and took the ball first. You had um, the, also they were on the 29, three plays, two yards. They were out. That stunketh. Uh, five uh, for 17 uh, starting on the 25, on their own 25. Their own 37, three uh, plays, four yards. On their own 20, 12 plays, 68 yards, turnover on downs when Kenny doesn't get in, kneel down to end the half. They had it on the 25 after, you know, the kickoff from the touchdown. Uh, so then they start the second half, their first one, and they give up on uh, the fumble. They started from their seven. Started on their 25. That was nine plays, 53 yards. So they had seven plays, 22, nine plays, 53 of the fumble, and then the missed field goal. And then they start on their own four, three plays, five yards. What are you going to do? You're trying to get out of the box and punt. And then on, from their own 25, 10 plays, 70 yards with, you know, a lot of uh, playing off the ball and prevent defense, uh, shell defense from Arizona. So, yeah, did they start their, their best field position and they punted from it was uh, the 37. They didn't have, they had one other that started on the 29. Everything else was the 25 or shorter, which is like the default starting position if you have a touchback or a fair catch. Yep. So, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> look, it, I am, I am as, as unexcited about this upcoming Thursday night game as I could possibly be about a Steelers game. Um, <laughs> I just, I got to be honest. I, Tell my, me, man. my level of it, of enthusiasm has dipped for this game. I'll watch. I'll probably get heated. I'll probably start dropping F-bombs left and right. Uh, but as of right now, in the pre, uh, the preemptive, I don't know. I don't even know what word I'm trying to say. In the precursor to this game, I'm like, man, I don't know. That's, a, that's the way I feel. And imagine, I, I can imagine it's, a, you know, it's supposed to be cold. Uh, I just had this game that everyone was amped up. There was over 66, uh, let me get it from the game book, over 66,000 announced attendance, which is, you know, a full house and maybe even some standing room only. Uh, let's see what they had here. Paid attendance, 66,436 for this game. Uh, I don't see that happening Thursday. There's going to be people who are like, I got to work in the morning. You know, um, someone like yourself or I were like, okay, Mitch Trubisky's going to be in this game. There's what's going to be the point of traveling in, maybe use a vacation time at work, paying for a hotel room, uh, all, all these other things. Like, unless they're the local Yinzers, you know, I'll still be there. But there's, I remember there was like a primetime game against the Bengals where it was like a really sour matchup about 10 years ago with the eight and eight seasons where there was only about 44,000 people there and people are still going to like, I, I still don't know how the Browns do this with the tenants where it's like 101% 
sponsorships and everything else because the Steelers like their stadiums like it, it's the way these teams can report it however they want if you know the commanders also with Dan Snyder had a whole scandal about that uh <laughs> paid attendance and whatnot yes. I don't know how the Browns get 101 percent and it could say well the Steelers have all these empty seats uh they're still paid for but then they just don't report it through the turnstiles I don't know how the hell that works but regardless cold weather weekday weeknight game Holiday in between holidays, people aren't going to want to spend the money if they don't already have their season ticket or whatever. Uh, other people are going to try and sell them off in order to uh, buy Christmas presents or whatever because they had their investment. They're out on this team now. No Kenny. They're probably already out on this team to begin with. But seeing them do the 400 yards, that had some level of excitement. This is a two-win team coming in here. There's two-win teams back-to-back. And you just laid a gigantic a colossal egg to where you can't even be confident that you at least look at the pa- or the Patriots and you're like, that's the New England Patriots. There's a brand name there. You know what I mean? What have the Arizona Cardinals been? And the Steelers haven't lost to a team with this bad of a record this late in the season since 1940. And that's what just happened. And now they might be in a position where it's going to be twice like that. The only saving grace in this entire thing is the Patriots very well could have a worse offense than the Steelers do at this point. At least, like if Matt Canada was still out there, then you're really great. But I got to see what the over under is on this game. I don't see oh, how it's five. It's got to be five. Nah, let's see. I would have. I'm going to pull it up here. And Anybody in Vegas who thinks many touchdowns are being scored is is on crack. <laughs> if you're taking in any time touch, it's three points, Brian. Three points. It's. They could finish. They just if they would finish at least, it would be a little more promising. It's just it putting that punctuation. And if you don't remember, that's why Bruce Arians was retired. That's why Randy Fickner was let go, and even Todd Haley had his struggles with finishing in the red zone. And it's been yep. there's no way in hell. I'm looking at this right now. Vandal Vandal Sportsbook. Okay, uh, Patriots are a plus six. They're getting six points. Over under thirty and a half. Take the under. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at this real quick, actually, because as much as we're joking about this, how? Okay. Let's rewind. It could always be worse. Hey, imagine you're a, spe- a, a specific team that's in Los Angeles and they built this brand new billion dollar stadium. They got you to move from San Diego and you've got like this hot shot young coach you know this is what everybody's looking for fire tomlin get the offensive line get this and that you got brandon staley out there and he's got guys like austin eckler and you got this young quarterback that you gave a bunch of money to that hasn't really done anything yet and he's a gunslinger and you got like keenan allen i know mike williams got hurt but you got all of these like high priced everything you got a one of these bosa guys that are on your defense and khalil mack and what the hell man did you see this six nothing chargers beat the Patriots six nothing to improve to five and seven. This is a team that they thought could overtake the Chiefs in this division the last two years. And you know, at least preseason coming in, everybody's had their yucks on the Steelers, and they're going to be in the basement and this and that. And you could at least roll with that. That's unknown how they're going to replace Ben Roethlisberger and yada yada yada. My goodness, so rough game. No, go ahead. Finish. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they were just as bad. I think the Steelers were, hold on. I had the Steelers up for, what were they? Uh, four of 11 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth. And they actually did outgain net yards, the Cardinals. And of course, it's the only game this year where the Steelers have actually lost to somebody with a losing record. 
So the other teams they lost to, like the 49ers, they just like, you know, steamrolled the Eagles. You don't, oh, well, you don't feel so bad about that. They should be like Super Bowl favorites, but it's a two-way Cardinals team. You don't, you don't feel so bad about that uh, Packers game after the Packers just beat the Chiefs, right? You know, everybody's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, hey, everybody's been comparing everything is the Chiefs, 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 can't beat the Chiefs. Well, They've got their own struggles, and yeah. in this game, I don't know, is it really defense? I mean, t- total yards, the Chargers were up, able to put up 241. Patriots put up 257. Chargers were 5 of 15 on third down, and the Patriots were 4 of 15. They had about equal time of possession. I mean, uh, if the Steelers were able to come out and play the way they did to start their first half, and they had had... Man, I really wish I could take the 99-yard play out of this because the net yards for the Cardinals was 135 and 31 offensive plays in the first half. The Steelers had 161 and 30, and you take that 99 out. They just had the clamps on them, and it really feels like it did fall apart with Alain and Roberts coming out of there. But It did. Yeah. There's no question about it. 61 um, and 62 plays. I mean, these teams were just, I mean, kind of like neck and neck. Um, Herbert wasn't sacked at all. The New England's had trouble getting to quarterbacks. You have Ezekiel Elliott coming in at 3.1 average, 17 for 52 yards. Uh, they still ran for 148 somehow, but the Stevenson still, they have one big, one, one, one big run for 39 yards from uh, one of the, I believe one of the receivers. And Bailey Zappi was 52%. He was 13 to 25. He didn't throw any picks, but he was sacked five times. You got to think, you know, Bill Belichick and his crew, Bill O'Brien there is their offensive coordinator now. They're looking at this like, how can we neutralize TJ Watt? Cam Hayward, we don't know if he's still been 100%. He's been resting during the week with the groin injury. We, Benton's been playing well. He ain't really get after Murray, but Murray's a lot more mobile. They had the one I was talking to you about. I thought TJ had more than a half sack in this game, but Murray was running the football. They should be able to feast and pressure on this guy. And this whole middle linebacker, inside linebacker problem is just, it's more the communication. Because yep. from there, you know, Hunter Henry, uh, there's just that they're not lighting it up. Whoa, got, you got Geisicki too. Like those guys just, they aren't lighting it up. For, New England has their struggles. It's going to be very well, could be a game where it's a bunch of three and outs and you're really relying on the punters. Just boot the ball and win that field position. Well, if I, I mean, I'm telling you, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm attacking the Steelers with my tight ends. That's what I'm going to do, right? And whether I can, and I'm going to basically say, you figure out how to stop this. If I'm him on the defensive side, I'm putting guys in the box and and, and saying, I dare Mitch Trubisky to beat me. You're not going to beat me running the ball, and I'm going to beat you because I'm going to throw the ball over the middle to my tight ends. If the Steelers are not prepared for that weakness to be exploited, they're going to have a problem. Um, if if they can cover that up, if they can manage to, you know, focus enough on who they've got and how they're going to handle it so that that glaring error that occurred in the Cardinals game doesn't occur again, the defense should be good enough for them to allow this game to be one nine to three or six to three or some ridiculous score, right? Three nothing, it could even be. Um, you know, because all I need Mitch to do is not lose the game, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. For all the folks that were waiting for this chance to see if Trubisky 
is better and everything else for the Kenny Pickett haters. This is your opportunity. I will say this much. I thought Mitch was okay coming in cold. Let's see if they this let's see if these coordinators could do something different with him. Let's see if he could lead the ship. I think this is at least a, a still a winnable game all all things considered. It's really going to be that storyline, that backup quarterback with the secondary of Jonathan Jones, JC Jackson, Kyle Duger, and Jabril Peppers. Adrian Phillips, Jalen Mills, all these guys that they end up uh, deploying there uh, in that secondary in New England up against whatever the Steelers might be able to pass. Because they'll put eight in the box and just try to dare them to throw the ball. And that's yeah. what they should do. Absolutely. That's what they should do. Well, my friend, I think that okay, does it. Before we go, before yeah. we go, yeah, because this is my buddy from high school. This is his hat that I'm wearing, right? So he's, he's doing this soul of black and gold thing. Uh, Don, I know you watch every episode, so put your comment and put a link to your stuff. The hat's very warm. In fact, it's very warm. I I, I need to take – he has one that doesn't have the little <laughs> beanie on it too because yeah. I don't really like the beanie part. I would have rather it was like this. You can that off, can't you? Just I Yeah, I'm not uh, – you know, it might have a hole in the Crafts with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, if, if you like the soul black and gold thing, I think he's got a hoodie. He's got a couple hats. He'll put a link in there. Go, go, go help him out. Uh, if you like him, if you don't like him, that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there oh, could oh, be wait, another thing. If you want to go to the damn game on Thursday, do me DM, DM. Don't do me. That'll get me in all kinds of trouble. DM me on Twitter again, or X or whatever it's called. I, cause I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what else. Uh, unofficial injury report to Mason Cole added with a neck injury. Um, who who can they have play center? Who the hell we got left? Uh, nobody. It mash unit. What it's looking like? Check no, Leonard. Yeah, I should have. You know, you sh you need to get down lower in the stadium. I need to come and be down lower because at some point it's just gonna be Tom is gonna be going. Hey, Jared, play. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sign me up, coach. Uh, Shaq Leonard signs with the Eagles reportedly too. I know a lot of people are talking. Why aren't the Steelers going after him? This and that. We don't know financial details. We don't know if it's like a one-year deal. You don't even know if he's a fit. And he fell out of grace somewhere with the Colts in one of the weirdest things that ever transpired. Brian, they played a video tribute to him after they just released him, and he was sitting up in the suites, uh, in yeah. the loges. And it was like this guy could be he should be suited up down on the sideline with you. I don't know what's going on. I know he's had some uh, injury concerns. Maybe it's something where he's on his way out of the league potentially. And it's just not uh, what the Steelers feel could be a fit, and especially long-term. You're still thinking Cole Holcomb. I know Alexander was only the one-year signing, but he was a great fit, I thought. And you've got Landon Roberts, too. Both of those guys, what, one a two-year, one a three-year, one a one-year, and then you could always draft somebody. So, I mean, there's there's long-term plans already there where it's like maybe he's not a fit, and maybe he's looking to play somewhere um, that has, a, has his chance of winning a Super Bowl, and that's that probably not in Pittsburgh. Um and then there's right also the the referees suck. Okay, the refs stink. I'm not going to say this game that we were talking about with the Steelers, but last night's game with Kansas City and Green Bay, and, you know, like everybody thinks is obvious, defensive pass interference, et cetera, et cetera. Poof, man, the heat. And that was John Hussey again. And I don't know if you heard. Was it John Hussey that was on that one? No, no, no. John Hussey was on the Browns game. Uh, Browns and Browns and Rams. Okay. So story time with Joe real quick. I'm listening to this game on the way home and Stefanski challenged something that was so trivial. Oh, I, I love this. Did this you is hear so it? Awesome. Hussey this is comes the greatest out. ref story ever. 
yeah he comes out he was like after review the player clearly like had the ball or didn't have the ball whichever was the case if if the player clearly caught the ball (laughs) inbounds inbounds you dumbass (laughs) and they blew and they blew the not only that it was the time management of that you talk about like tom I, i know a lot of browns fans i'm not trying to throw shade on them they've we're all wallowing in it right now. And they're really upset with Stefanski. They're not liking that he's the play caller or whatever. They're doing whatever they can with Flacco. Flacco goes out there and throws more passes than Kenny. Has. Okay. Flacco is a former, was he a Super Bowl MVP? Got like a caddy and got to go to Disney World and everything else. Okay. So the guy might have something there as far as experience to be able to hopefully do something. The Rams, I mean, the Steelers beat the Rams. Okay. Um, but man, that game really turned on its head for them. Uh, and Flacco threw a deep ball and got picked. But Hussey with that call, and that was the only thing he said. He said clearly, and then you know Cleveland lose. It was like so affirmative and snarky, but done in such a professional manner. He was so annoyed that they challenged what was clearly, clearly not something that should have been challenged. And I just didn't understand why they wanted to burn a timeout in that specific spot. Um, just I don't know. It didn't make any sense, but. Anyways, that's all for me, Brian. <laughs> I was wondering if you saw that play. That was funny. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I was listening to it the same way you are, right? I had it. I had my phone out and I was listening to the game on the NFL app on my phone, and the 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 I was listening to the Rams feed, right? And the Rams announcers are like, "Oh, he's challenging that," uh, and they're looking because they're like. They can't figure out why the hell he's challenging it. They're like, well, I think he got like five feet in. Uh, he's like, I, I don't know what he's challenging there. What's what's going on here? It's like they're counting like, okay, he's got the ball. One, two, three, four, five. I, I, I don't understand. And so when the guy comes on, he's like, the receiver clearly caught the ball in bounds. They just start hooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. I was wondering if I could get the audio from this. His butt cheek was inbounds. I didn't know if you heard that one too. Prior to his leg being inbounds, his butt cheek landed inbounds. <laughs> like he had a couple of them yesterday. So that was uh, his butt cheek hit inbounds as a result of catching a first down. And then the clearly one was just, <laughs> just you don't hear that. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I give the refs a lot of grief because they stink, but that was funny. I got to give them credit for being funny. That was, you know. <laughs> One of the tweets that are out there. One thing I learned today, uh, this is going to crack you up to no end. One thing I learned today, this is John Hussey's world and we're all just living in it. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I don't know. I haven't seen, uh, it's a little early for the announcements. I don't know which referee, uh, what luck of the draw the Steelers are going to watch. They're going to get Hussey and Clint Blakeman now. They're all against TJ and Alex. Uh, It doesn't matter. Um, and how bad, how low is it sunk though? At least like when they were promoing this game, I was watching one of the other games. I mean, it was last week's Thursday night game and they're like next week, you know, and they show Patriots versus Steelers. And there's usually like one big time player in each of the block boxes. Right. And it's like TJ Watt. And he's like leaning over hunch, like one of those promo photos, like he's ready to like leap off the line and tackle you. And then you got a guy that looks homeless. And Bill Belichick is the only person they could show for the Patriots. <laughs> he just looks there like like old grandpa. And, you know, I, I love it, though, because, like, you heard a lot of the media's questions. They were really fishing for some crap to throw out and clickbait and everything else today with Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin's like, I got an opinion on it. They're like, well, what's your opinion on it? Like, well, I'm not going to tell you. And on the other side, like, Bill Belichick was saying, like, 
they were really trying to get him to announce a starting quarterback like a week or two when this all started with they were going to bench Mac Jones, right? And they were like, have you decided on uh, – and he was like, um, we have not decided on who our starting quarterback is going to be yet. And then somebody would just rephrase the question. He's like, we have not decided who our starting quarterback is going to be yet. We have not yet announced who our starting quarterback is going to be yet. And they asked him like 10 times. It's like, you just get off this guy's case. Like, it takes a lot of patience to be in that position. Mike, ta- there is no way that – let me ask you this one, Brian, before we sign off. At least the two percenters will be here. Maybe they understand that Mike Tomlin's a good coach, not just playing the nine wins to keep him preserve his no losing. That's just ridiculous. No losing seasons. They, the team will play up. What do you expect him to do? Play to lose? Yeah, that's <laughs> what that's. But do you think he's happy? Do you think he's just resting on his laurels and being some type of quote cheerleader after this game? There is some stuff, if it hasn't already come out, Probably at the end of that game, like, you know, you a-holes, what the hell are you doing, all this and that. Um, He was probably in their ass, and it's probably not going to be a very comfortable set of practices leading up to this Thursday night game. I would expect the Steelers to at least have a little more fire for the way that they were embarrassed at home with the Arizona Cardinals. And this might be, at least at this position, might be enough of a catalyst for them. I hate you should take every game serious, but we know it goes in ebbs and flows. Well, they flat out, I mean, Jalen Warren came out and basically said we may have underestimated the Cardinals, right? We may have taken them too lightly. I don't, again, I don't know whether the coaching staff, I mean, if that's the case, that is for sure on the coaches uh, because you cannot take anybody lightly in this league no matter what their record is. I Look, at just a point of pride, right? As you said, this was an embarrassing game. This is, with in my mind, this is without a doubt the worst loss in the Mike Tomlin era. Um, I don't care about the fact that you lost your starting quarterback. I don't care that Landon Roberts went out. You lost to a team that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you didn't lose closely. You got, as T.J. Watt said, you got your ass kicked. Right? T.J. Watt said, we got our asses kicked today. Yeah, they have to absorb the fact that they got their butts kicked by a piece of crap team. Just that. I expect guys like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick on the defense to be so angry all week long and take it out on the Patriots on Thursday. That's what I expect. Yeah. And James Conner comes back to Pittsburgh. This is what I didn't finish. My last point from earlier, I said it though, 1.7 yards per carry in that first half of the game, 10 carry, 17 yards, no touchdown, six yard long out of that 17. That means he had nine carries for nine yards at one point in the first half. Finishes the game carrying the rock 25 times for 105 and two touchdowns, a 4.2 average. Like you were just letting him get gobs and gobs of yards. And I could probably pull up, you know, the whole, um, we could do the maths with Joe if we really wanted to. But if I do that math correctly, that's like 15, what, 15 carries and about 80 ish or so. No, not even that much. Jeez, oh man, that, you know what? Hold on a second. I am going to do the math. Yeah, he had 17 yards. So he had 88. You're not good at math. (laughs) I got a calculator for it. At 88, 15 carries for 88 yards in the second half. It's a, almost a 5.9 average. That cannot stand. That no. definitely cannot stand. So, well, folks, that'll do it for us. Thank you for joining us in the post-game slash pre-game on this short week, hitting into Thursday Night Football against the New England Patriots. 
Steelers hosting them in Pittsburgh. Keep an eye on the injury reports. Let's see what ends up happening. Uh, hopefully a speedy recovery for Kenny Pickett, and hopefully he's the same guy when he comes back. And knock on wood that the Steelers can come out of this one healthy and lick a little bit of their wounds before uh, – who's up next after that? Indianapolis, right? Indianapolis, which I'm not going to either because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to drive to, to Indianapolis come hang with 10 me. hours and get a hotel – and go to the game to watch Mitch Trubisky. I'm Come just hang not. with me. You don't need a hotel. I'm, I'm, I'm close enough. Come hang with me, and we can watch Mitch lose. Maybe I don't know that team. That team's still hanging on too. Are they not seven and five as well? I believe. Yeah. I mean, this this is it. Here's the thing: the Browns lose, and as a result, we're still the top wild card, right? Yeah. We we if the Browns had won, I think there was a chance. Um, there was a there was a set of scenarios where I think we all of a sudden went from the top wild card to not even being a wild card <laughs> if everything had played out last week. So I mean, the next two games are going to be very important for whether or not they're going to have a shot at the <coughs> postseason. <clears throat> and and it'll be very important to beat Indianapolis because if you don't, the only reason we're we have a the tiebreakers against some of these teams is because our division record is better. Mm -hmm. If we start to lose division games, we're going to have a real problem. Got two more Bengals. And of course the Ravens at the end of the year. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, what else can you say? So I'll leave it at that. A couple of seven and five teams. Also got to watch out for Buffalo sneaking in there. They're six and six right now. And that's always a dangerous team. Uh, but you got the AFC South of all people, Jacksonville Jaguars, the eight and three Colts and uh, Texans at seven and five apiece. They still all got a. I think they still got some games on deck all against each other to kind of cannibalize that a little bit as well. So we'll see how that uh, plays forward. And of course, Denver Broncos at six and six, uh, their loss uh, that that, that might have been the one. Yeah, that might that might have been the one that if 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 Denver has managed manages to beat Houston instead of Houston beating Denver, that might have been the way that we would have. A problem. Yeah, but can you imagine? I mean, a Steelers at least got to be. Uh, that's why I said get to ten wins and be at least second in this division. If they end up somehow knocking off Baltimore at the end of the year, too, you never know. They could win the whole thing and actually uh, host the playoff game. Need some help there, as we've mentioned before. We'll come back around to this next week, folks. Uh, well, actually, at the end of the week, we'll have our post game show. We'll see where the hell I'm at come Friday. I'm <laughs> like. Uh, it took a lot. If it wasn't raining so so damn much, Brian, we would have burned the stadium down. That's how PO'd the fans were. So, uh, um, well, I'm just telling you, if 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 Friday is not a victory Friday, you're not seeing me on Friday. Yeah, but I can't push it off. We may have a special guest at the beginning of next week. So. Uh, oh, more on outside. that later so uh anyways uh my name's joe his name's brian don't forget to like comment and subscribe until next time folks we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com